0: This is the John Oakley Show Podcast. Outreach programs are getting into communities and uh, helping to nip it in the bud when the kids are young and impressionable. And rather than being led to a life of gangsterism uh, and the ersatz families, perhaps that they really don't have in the home front, uh, there are some alternatives there as well. To wit, there's a story in Toronto Life, the current edition, about a young man, Nicholas Ashikah. And uh, he, at the age of 20, is in his third year studying neuroscience at the U of T, and uh, he plans to go to medical school next year. The kicker is, when he was young, uh, about 8, 9, 10 years of age, he was a no-goodnik by his own admission. And uh, with a single parent, his mom, it looks like things might have gone down that familiar route of off the rails. But in stepped a big brother pat mcnamara and that turned his life around it was a life-altering moment and it speaks very glowingly of the presence of a big brother or a big sister in cases where young girls are concerned in a young person's life to that end let's find out more about the program and uh, how this comes to be leanne nicole is the president of big brothers big sisters of toronto and she's joined the oakley show at global news radio 640 toronto leanne good afternoon
1: good afternoon john
0: well this is a glowing account of a young man whose life was turned around did you read it at all
1: Oh, of course. It was uh, honestly, I'm just so grateful for Nicholas to, uh, for sharing his vulnerabilities and for Pat uh, for just showing up. And it just shows the deep impact of a big brother or a big sister in the life of a child who faces multiple adversities.
0: Is this a typical outcome, would you say?
1: This is the beautiful thing about Big Brothers Big Sisters, it is a typical outcome. And um, the more kids that we get into our program and match with positive caring adults in their life, the more likely there is going to be you know, less uh, risk-taking behaviors by those that are affected.
0: Well, are the needs being met?
1: Unfortunately, the needs aren't being met. And, you know, I was talking earlier today that our referral streams have really changed. Right now, our referral streams are coming from children's aid. They're coming from the youth, um, the, the Toronto District School Board social worker. They're coming from mental health professionals prescribing big brothers, big sisters at the interve- as the intervention that these kids who are facing adverse childhood experiences need. So it tells me that... Um, you know, the, the need is out there, and we are an essential service, and adults are essential to the, the thrival of kids, and we're not paying enough attention to that.
0: Yeah, when you talk about positive, caring adults inserting themselves into the life, lives of uh, boys and girls, uh, how are matches made, by the way?
1: So the kids are between the ages of 7 and 11 when they come to us. That's the sort of targeted age for us because we know we can have the deepest impact um, if the the intervention happens between age 7 to 11. And then we go through a very rigorous match process where we find, you know, it's based on multiple factors, but the primary ones are geographical proximity because we want the match to be close by to each other, lived experience, and also interest. So we, we do, there's a real intentionality around this this um, matching process. It's something that can't be done by match.com. So um, our, our social workers work very hard at making sure that these matches are set up for success. We have a very, very, very low um, early match closure rate, less than 2% of our matches closed earlier than a year into the match. So that's a very high success rate. So something's working.
0: So with a match, what is the commitment in terms of time, uh, the length of, uh, the tenure there, uh, any other monetary outlay? can you tell us?
1: Sure so the match is um, the match requirement is a commitment of eight hours per month and that can be based you know you can cut it anyway Some, sometimes it's four hours twice a week sometimes it's you know one day a month or, or it's it's um, two hours every week it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Um, you work that out with the parent guardian. But the fact is that um, it's a lower commitment than most people think. But the beautiful thing is most of our bigs want to spend more time with the littles and more of our littles want to spend more time with the bigs. So that would be a minimum commitment. We also ask for a minimum of a year-long commitment because one thing that these kids don't need is yet another adult to abandon them in their life and to to let them down. So we're, we're really conscious of making sure that it's a minimum of one-year commitment but most matches last a lifetime like look at pat and nicholas you know Pat's 20 now it's been over 10 years and um they still have this very deep connection and and nicholas attributes most of his success to his big brother pat what a beautiful story
0: yeah the thing that i found interesting too is that uh, they kind of lost touch there so uh when i was wondering about the commitment and if somebody just because i guess geographically nicholas uh They moved out of Regent Park to another part of town, and uh, it was Pat McNamara, his big brother, who was so invested in this young man, in this boy, uh, that he sought him out and continued uh, the relationship, which obviously had uh, far-reaching implications because it kept Nicholas on the straight and narrow. 100%,
1: and Pat and Nicholas started out as what we call an in-school mentoring um, match, meaning that Pat met Nicholas at school once a week for an hour a week, because some kids just don't have the parent guardian who can facilitate a a match, um, experience evenings and weekends. And that was, that was the case for Nicholas. And then when Nicholas moved out, of course, um, the in-school mentoring program kind of wrapped up and then Pat came through us and thought out Nicholas could be a permanent community based match on. So they met on evenings and weekends.
0: Yeah. He writes that Pat became a surrogate father to me, uh, I saw my first Leafs game with him. He brought me a pair of skates and a stick and taught me how to play hockey. And the rink where we played was in Regent Park. It's a good one out there, too. Uh, And, uh, you know, I like that, that he helped me communicate with teachers and my mom. Uh, So obviously the need for a father figure within the home as well. The male presence, very important. Let me ask you, though, about uh, girls and the Big Sisters organization. I mean, uh, are boys in greater need than girls, or would you say it's about equal? We,
1: we find it easier to match girls and only because we have an influx of big sisters wanting to be wanting to be on our in our volunteer community. So um, girls are matched a little more quickly than boys, but we're changing that because we've done intentional recruitment of men coming into the intervention. And now we're finding that we're being able to be quite gender balanced in our matching process because we have had an influx of bigs over the last, six to eight months and so it's through communications with you this isn't our first time chatting and i'm really grateful to be able to get the message out there because what i can tell you is it's translating into men putting up their hand and saying hey i can do eight hours a month and uh and these young men are are you know we we're, we're the the unfortunate thing is our referrals are happening quicker than we can, we can kind of, you know, douse the supply, so to speak. So the referrals of kids in have also increased with this increased attention on the program.
0: Well, let's see what we can do from our end. Uh, let's pump the tires again. Uh, Leanne, what do people need to know to get in touch with you as they uh, may want to present themselves as a big brother or big sister in Toronto?
1: So they can go to the website bigbrothersbigsisters.ca and click on Toronto and join. And, you know, I want to make sure that uh, Mayor Tory um, knows that I'm, I'm here as the upstream intervention for guns and gangs. And today's a very important day with that roundtable. And I really do hope that the multi prong approach includes Big Brothers Big Sisters and mentoring programs. Because really, that's what's taking these kids and putting them on, on a, a straight path to their full potential.
0: Amen to that. The story testifies to it. That's in Toronto Life magazine by Nicholas Ashaka, who was uh, saved effectively by his big brother, Pat McNamara. Really reflects positively on your organization. I appreciate your weighing in, Leanne.
1: Thank you so much, John, and thanks again for having me.
0: You got it. Leanne Nicole, president of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Toronto.